podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. And welcome back to Brutal Nation. Podcast is dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. I'm your host, Scott Alexander. Right across from me is Tammy Underwood with a big-ass mark across your forehead. Did you get to do a fist fight with an alligator or something? Did you have to like, take your shirt off? What happened? No, I told you. I fell out of bed. That is awesome. I just wanted you to tell our listeners about <laughs> no, your... You just wanted me to humiliate myself yeah, on air. about skydiving out of bed. I don't even know what happened. Uh, it's, all I know is I ended up on the floor, and I don't know how I got there. And for the longest time, I didn't even know where I was. So we took all of last week off because I was sick. And then, uh, and I'll make you feel better because I got sick last night, um, just for our listeners. So I... I order sushi and a bento box, figuring that I'll eat the sushi later, you know, because I want the bento box. Um, and I have it delivered. And I eat the box, and, it, you know, the bento box is fucking fantastic. And so then yesterday, the sushi's still sitting in there. You know, it's only been there for just over a day. And I ate it, and then I got sick as hell all night long. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, you know, a valuable lesson learned. I'm a kind you of a moron. You didn't get it from a gas station, did you? No, I'm not that stupid. <laughs> I'm not going to say the place I get it from because I order from them all the time and they're fantastic. Well, yeah. It just could be the fact that, you know. It was in my refrigerator for like yeah. just over What does that say about your fridge? That's why I need to replace it. Anywho, so we got yeah. Mengele Part 2. That's we right, do. Scott. We have the Mengele, my friend from Auschwitz. Yes. So read on, Miss Tammy. Okay, well, just a brief recap. We talked about him and his educational background, about how he was an overachiever in school and was on a fast track to become a professor. And then he um, joined the military. And this is during the time of Hitler, where, you know, the only propaganda he's getting is the Hitler propaganda that all, all everything except for what Hitler wants is bad. He was giving the truth. That is what he was getting, Miss Tammy. Yes, the truth. That it was the truth. As Hitler saw it. Oh, it is only the truth. That is what Hitler told us all, was the truth. He never lied. Never. He wanted what was good for the German peoples. Okay. Anyways. So, and then, so we also know that he was uh, mentored by this guy by the name of, I call him Dr. V because I cannot pronounce his name to save my like life. Like vaginas. No. And so you are bad. And so um, who uh, specialized in genetic research. And so when I left it, I was just that, you know, basically, you know, that's where he was at. And this is some of the stuff he did. One of and he was in charge of the Romani uh, gypsy camp, especially at the at Auschwitz. Good old Auschwitz, my home away from home. Anyways, trying to get back into the swing of things. Um, <laughs> yeah, after taking a week off, it's kind I know, of it's kind of hard, isn't it? So in 1943, there was actually an outbreak of Noma at Auschwitz. And Noma is actually a form of gangrene that affects a person's face. I'm glad that you told me that because you say Noma, I think like garden Nomas. No, that's garden gnome with a G. Gnome say it. <laughs> You're so stupid. And um, this is, it's generally due to a bacterial infection that typically only occurs in children suffering, suffering from malnutrition or other diseases. Okay. So when this outbreak occurred, Mangalay decided to conduct a study aimed to discover the root cause of the disease and how to treat it effectively. 
to assist him in this research, he actually approached a Jewish pediatrician that was in prison there. And he made the guy an offer. He said, I will prolong your life if you prepare this paper for me. And I will publish the paper under my own name to justify his role as a scientist at the camp. And this guy, this uh, prisoner said, mind you, he only offered to prolong my life. He never offered to save it. Um, So to begin his research project, Mengele chose several of the children afflicted with Noma and had them killed immediately. Uh, Once they were dead, he had their organs and heads removed, which he then preserved in jars, and the jars were then shipped to the medical academy located in Graz, Austria, so that they could be studied there. The rest of the afflicted patients uh, were housed in separate isolation barracks away away from his other test subjects, and the research for this project was still happening when the SS liquidated the Romani camp in 1944. Oh my god! So it was an ongoing research project. Well, yeah, you're not gonna yeah. you're not gonna know what anybody is saying or know what anybody is doing if you know you don't you, know them. If you don't know them, <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> okay, so he would also deal with different uh, epidemic outbreaks um, in the most, let's say, unorthodox ways. Um, there was an a, a breakout of typhus epidemic in one of the women's camps. Okay. So he decided there was only one way to handle the situation. He completely cleared one block that housed approximately 600 Jewish women. These women were immediately executed in the gas chambers. And then he had the barracks cleaned thoroughly with a disinfectant, then took the women from other units, ordered them to be bathed and deloused. And then he clothed them and issued them new clothing and put them in the clean unit and then cycled it that way. He did the same thing when it happened with um, a tuberculosis outbreak and everything. Oh, it's a good way to get rid of it. Yeah. And so for these efforts in 1944, he received the War Merit Cross Second Class with swords, which is given to U.S. soldiers, the S- U.S. soldiers, SS soldiers, to award them for exceptional service, not in direct com- connection with combat. Um. Let's see. Now let's get into his studies and heredity. Are you ready for this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Mengele found Auschwitz to be the perfect place to delve further into his anthropological studies, as well as his research into heredity. Uh, he had the perfect test subjects for his human experiments with the inmates sent to the camp, and he didn't show any particular consideration to his victim's health or safety nor did he care about the emotional or physical suffering in any way. Um, his interests would focus on identical twins, um, individuals afflicted with heterochromia iridium. What, what, would, I'm, what, what the fuck? Oh, I knew you would like that one. Hetero, what a Hetero, chrome. Heterochromia, no, heterochromia iridium. Two distinct eye colors. Like one blue, one brown. Why couldn't you just lead with that? Like, for real, for real. I like my big words. Why the fuck did you have to use a word that has every letter in the damn <laughs> alphabet in it, plus some that I've never even heard of? I like my SAT words. You could have just said, hey, you know, people with two different colored eyes. Oh, okay, that's cool. No. Your dick. I know. Because <laughs> I like you. You went, hey. Like you couldn't put the brakes on fast enough. I like hearing your mom putting on a cat suit. So we both have things that we love. 
I should have shown you that episode this morning. <laughs> uh, then we have dwarfism, giantism, and any other physical abnormality like club foot or something like that. Uh, to conduct these studies, Dr. V requested and received a grant from the German Research Foundation. In exchange, he was to receive reports on a regular basis and occasional shipments of specimens that Mengele was to acquire for him. The grant was designated for the building of the pathology for, to build the pathology lab. The SS, oh, let me start that sentence over again. The grant was designated for the building of the pathology lab. The SS built as an add-on to the crematorium at Auschwitz to Birkenau. Well, this is you know convenient if they die. You know when, yeah, when so they die, they got they the grant went, money and they grant the grant money built that lab. It's almost like a like a little factory thing going on. You know, they die, yeah. they go right to the crematorium. Pretty Next. much now, serving patient one forty eight. Yeah, so Mengele forced his victims to undergo undergo his sterilization experiments, which used X ray surgery and other various drugs. And this was done on purpose to find a sterilization method that would be suitable for sterilizing millions of people using very little time and effort. That was a way to like try to stop a certain race. Um, I'm all for sterilizing certain people. There's some people that should be sterilized My brother, Phil being one of them. I don't think you should ever have children. Um, some of the people that I've worked with. Again, I do not know him, nor can I confirm nor deny. I'm sorry. I, I, I work with people that really shouldn't fucking breed. We <laughs> should be able to go, nope, dude, not you. And you've seen them, too. Like when, when we're you know, oh, yeah. out in public, you see people that are just so fucking stupid. And then they have kids. And you're like, hey, stupid breeds stupid, man. No, you can't yeah. breed anymore. You're done. You are done. Yeah, you're finished. Done. You're you ain't you ain't breeding nothing. Because why? Because right. you're you're a moron. That's why. Yeah. So then he did eye experiments. Uh, Mengele conducted eye experiments on prisoner test subjects in which he attempted to change the color of their eyes. He would do this by injecting the eyes of living subjects with some sort of chemical. This chemical would cause excruciating pain and often resulted in blindness, sometimes temporary, but oftentimes permanent. Didn't he ever learn about 1-800-CONTACTS? Like, for real, you can, like, order colored contacts and shit like that. No, not back then, I guess. And no, I'm not plugging 1-800-CONTACTS. I just, that's the first one that popped in my head because I see their commercials all the goddamn time. Yeah, no, the people he found with hetero... Heterochromatic eyes. That's two, two different, different eye colored eyes. eyes. Did the, <laughs> just say that because you know what? I'm not a moron, and neither are our fucking. Uh, no, listeners. but I do however, it because I know it irritates you. <laughs> however, none of us was ever going to say the chroma metro the, the heterochromatic. Lock, yeah, whatever. Loch Ness monster disease or whatever the fuck they have. Yeah, they were killed immediately, so their eyes could be removed. And once the eyes were removed, he preserved them and sent them to Berlin to be studied further. It's reported that he actually also kept hundreds of human eyes for himself that he would pin to his lab wall in some way, like the way someone would pin a butterfly collection. I only have eyes for you. (laughs) No, dude. That's just just weird. I Um, see you. (laughs) I know, right? Now, he also did experiments on dwarfs and other physical abnormalities. It is okay to do experiments on on dwarfs and midgets. I'm just saying that's perfectly okay. The experiments Mengele performed on dwarfs, giants, and anyone who had a physical abnormality would include subject the individual to endure hours of somebody taking their physical measurements, having their blood drawn. They would extract all of their healthy teeth 
perform unnecessary x-rays, unnecessary treatment using different kinds of medication, and each of the victims was kept alive for approximately two weeks or just long enough to do all the procedures above. Then he would order them to be sent to the gas chamber so that he could send their skeletons onto Berlin to be studied. Brutal. Yeah. Mangali, you're kind of a dick. Yeah. Wait, it gets, I mean, it's even more so. Then his experiments on pregnant women. Mengele had no experience in gynecology. However, he didn't let that stop him from using pregnant women as test subjects. In fact, he often sought them out as much with as much enthusiasm as he did twins. Well, I got to admit, I'm not a gynecologist, but uh, I'd check a chick out. You like a pregnant woman? In general, I, all women, actually. It's not my... <laughs> I know, huh? I mean, as long as they don't smell like, you know, five-day-old soup, I'm fine. Okay, why are you doing this to me? We're eating eggs. <laughs> fine, as long as they don't smell like five-day-old eggs, I'm fine. Is that better? No, you ruined it all. Well, there you go. That's what you get for using mono-fucking-lock-nest monster <laughs> disease or whatever. Heterochromatic. Whatever. Some examples of the atrocities pregnant women endured at his hands include meticulous, he once meticulously supervised the birth of a child, then within an hour of the delivery, had both the mother and child were sent to the gas chamber. He just wanted to see the process, I guess. Um, Once he viciously ripped an infant from its mother's room, and when he realized it wasn't a twin, as he had hoped, he threw it in the oven to kill it. Um, Baked child. Huh? Baked child. Apparently. Mengele would purposely inject pregnant women with a disease in an effort to determine if the disease would be passed on to their unborn child. And one woman gave birth to a healthy blonde baby girl. And Mengele bound her breasts in an effort to determine how long a newborn child could survive without being given food. After the child suffered for several days, a female Czech doctor actually gave the woman a syringe with an overdose of morphine in an effort to end the child's agony. God, see, that's where I draw the line right there. Because you know how I feel about food. Nobody should fucking starve. Yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah, it was just, I mean, there's, and then he went, let's talk about his twin research. Now, this stuff is just the bizarre shit right here. Um, as, if, as if it wasn't fucking bizarre before. You just talked about eyeballs being nailed to his fucking wall. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, there's always room for... Jello. <laughs> Gross, dude. Um, in 1944, Mangalay began selecting and experimenting with twins as his test subject. His twin research was twofold. Like that there was no pun intended, but I like it. I got it. I see what you did there. One goal of the research was to prove that hereditary that hereditary was superior to the environment. This would strengthen the Aryan superiority ideals the Nazi party was based on. It was done with the intention to speed up the efforts of the German race to reproduce. He was trying to improve the chances of populating the world with racially desirable people. Like me. We all hear that silence. Yeah. Anyways. That looks of disgust on your face. Your mom doesn't think so, but okay, go ahead, well, go ahead. She hasn't met you in person yet either. She's like, he's sexy, and I yeah. would so sleep with him. On May 29, 1944, a Hungarian Jewish pathologist arrived at Auschwitz, and it was immediately forced to work on the twin research projects. He was designated to perform the final experiments on the twins, their autopsies, during which he had the, to prepare the specimens from the victims that would be shipped to Dr. V., for further study. The specimens collected for further study included organs, eyes, tissue samples, and blood samples. Okay? 
Twins provided Mengele with the perfect specimen for which he could conduct his experiments. He could use one of them to perform his vile experiments on, and the other twin acted as his control subject. Yeah, that only makes sense. Yeah. It wasn't a well-kept secret that when one twin or another wound up in the infirmary, the other would go missing and neither would be returned to the barracks. Hmm, that's a mystery. Call Scooby-Doo. I know. When one twin died from the experiments, the twin used as the control subject would receive an injection of chloroform or phenol straight to their heart. Um, this caused near immediate coagulation of their blood, killing them. And then both twins were dissected for further ad- analysis in an effort to perform side-by-side comparisons. And the process was what Mengele called after-death measurements and ec- examinations. Remember, boys and girls, it's not, uh, you're, uh, it's not about what's on the outside. It's about what's on the inside that counts. Yeah. One survivor uh, later described how she underwent three days of what she considered to be psychological examinations. This consisted of her being forced to undress and lie down next to her twin. Every last detail of their anatomy was thoroughly examined in an effort to measure and log the results. Every feature the twins had that were the same he considered it hereditary. If it was a different feature, he considered it environmental. After these examinations were complete, she endured three days of experiments in a laboratory. The lab experiments would include several different procedures, such as frequent blood draws, as well as mass transfusions, where blood from one twin was transferred to another one. They got shots consisting of mysterious injections that caused severe pain. Some of them would endure spinal injections as, as well as unnecessary spinal taps were always performed without the use of anesthesia. Sometimes one twin was purposely given a disease such as typhus or tuberculosis to see how they would react to the disease while their own twin worked as the control. If the infected twin died as a result, the other twin was killed using the chloroform or phenol so as to compare the two and log the results. See, but here's the problem. Here's the problem with... Hold on, I got to sneeze at Bless you. Bless you. Hold on. You got to more. Bless you. Yeah, no, okay, we're good now. Okay, bless <laughs> you and bless you. <coughs> oh, sweet baby Jesus. So, I'm not a scientist. Let's no. put that right out there right now. However, I've taken enough fucking science classes. Yes. Okay, I understand having the experimental subject and the control subject, okay? However, to find a difference between the two and say that's environmental is ludicrous because, number one, they're living together. They're in the same fucking environment. Yeah, and they both have the same parents. And they have the same parents, so that's that's ridiculous to say, oh, this is different, so it has to be environmental. I think a lot of that is this Dr. V's influence. Well, they're both fucking, we're fucking retarded, both of them. Yeah. That's stupid. Because if you have, like, okay, like, my son and I, we live in the same environment, by and large, okay? Yeah. And we're obviously related. He's my son. I'm fat. He's fat. You know, but it's fucking the same, as he pats his big old bare belly. Same, same. Um, same, same. Um, you know, so, we're going to have things that are similar and different. Yeah. And that, but that, and it doesn't matter. I, I, would, I would venture to say that we're going to have similarities and differences that would be equal to twins. You would think. You know, with the exception of obvious things. Like, we don't look exactly alike. He's got beautiful fucking golden locks. Like, I have always loved his panting. Oh, I do love his Don't hair. try to look sexy, buddy. That just doesn't work Yeah, for dude. Him. I'm uh, not going to draw you like one of those friends. And I models. really wish he would grow his hair longer because he does. When he was a child, he had these beautiful ringlets. And he still Ooh. does. 
He has gorgeous hair. Me, not so much. But, um, you know, with the exception of things... You have to have hair. Because we're not twins. Mm -hmm. That's understandable. But if you were to dissect us both, we're going to have things that are very similar. Mm -hmm. And then things that are different. True. And it's ridiculous to go and say, oh, that must be environmental. Yeah. You know, unless it's something like, um, let's say, lung capacity. Like, he doesn't smoke, I smoke. Mm-hmm. You know, so my lung capacity is going to be way less than, than his. Yes. You know, he doesn't drink. I yes. drink. So I'm pretty sure that my liver and my kidneys have suffered over the years because of I'm the... I'm pretty sure they probably have, too. Yeah, the massive amount of alcohol that I've consumed over the years. And cocaine. And cocaine. And other things, yeah. And ecstasy and... Uh, you know, all the other. Not everybody drugs. needs your freaking laundry lifts of dope you I've, I've, I've done every kind of dope except for fucking uh, heroin. You know? Side note. Yeah, side note. But um, <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, I'm just saying that as a scientist, and maybe they just didn't know that then. Maybe this is something that we only found out that, that we know because we were born in the 70s. And obviously, he was born like the fucking 1800s yeah. or some shit. Yeah. Um, you know, just by rate of comparison, I just think it's stupid as a scientist. Yeah. To well. sit there and go, oh, these are identical twins. Well, that's different. You know, it must be an environment. They're in the same fucking environment. That's not a good, that, that's not a good kind of, I want to yeah. use the word proxy, but that's not the word that I'm looking for. No, I, I know what you're I, saying. It's not, a, it's not a stable comparison. Yeah. There, there's no accuracy in that. Yes, you're right. There's not. Yes. There's not. Um, now then, we have the one time when another witness saw him sew two Romani gypsy twins together rather crudely back-to-back in his sadistic attempt to create conjoined twins. Um, Both of them suffered several days before they died as a result of the gangrene that they developed over it. Um, You're fine. Despite the the experiments in 1944, being a twin at Auschwitz, no matter the age, meant one had a better chance of survival. Um, approximately 1,500 sets of twins, that's 3,000 individuals, were sent to Auschwitz and selected for the human experiments. Although the twins did not fear Mengele, they were intimidated by his actions. You see, he was known for the passion he had for his work and the temper he often displayed when something didn't go the way he wanted it to. Um, according to that first witness, she said, if you are a twin, being on Mengele's list was better than being on no list. Um... Of the 3,000 individuals selected for the experiments, only about 200 survived when the Soviet army liberated the camp uh, on January 27th, 1945. So to can, this- we, can we pause right there for a second? I can, okay, so, because this is something that goes back to that first episode about Mengele, is you, you had said that, you know, he was known to give, you know, the, the, the children some candy and right. play with them and things like that. That's what earns that trust. Mm-hmm. To me, that is ultimate psychological warfare against a sovereign people. Mm-hmm. And, I'll, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why. So, like, for our listeners out there, think of it this way here. You're chilling with me, and I'm really nice to you. And I'm hey, Bob, how's it going? You want a beer? You know, and I'm really friendly to you. And they go, okay, I have to do a few things to make sure that you're okay. This is for your own good. And then I start cutting on you. Right. But I'm still really friendly through the whole entire thing. That is confusing, especially for kids, man. Mm-hmm. That's very confusing. You know, so you're sitting there going, okay, um, you know, he's really nice while he's doing it, and he's sympathetic while he's doing it. You know, and he, he acts like he doesn't want to do this, but he's doing these horrible things to me. Yeah. 
that's kind of that's fucked up. That honestly, to me, that is worse than um, yeah, than, than straight out killing him or even the cutting on him and torturing him. It's the psychological shit that they got to be going through through all this bullshit. Right. No, I agree with you. So that's. I, I just remembered that from the last episode that we that we did on Mango. Yeah. So yeah, how the children didn't fear him; they actually kind of liked him. Yeah. yeah, exactly. He's out there playing kickball with him or whatever the fuck. Yeah, the soccer. Jews were doing, or and and the gypsies were doing, and you know, say here, yeah, have some candy, little girl. Yeah. It is fine. No, we are all friends here. And then all of a sudden, they're, he's fucking cutting on him. Yeah, sick. So. Anyways, like I, like I was just saying that 200, uh, approximately 200 survived when the, not, when the Soviet army liberated the camp. And to this day, the survivors from the group of 200 seek any information about what they had to endure. Um, this would be in the files that were meticulously kept. The same files which the SS kind of destroyed. Um, there were two extra boxes of specimens and records spared, and these were the items he took with him personally, because Mengele got away. Yeah. You ready for this? But of course he got away, Ms. Dami. Yeah. He's wait. a good doctor. No, yeah. he isn't. Will you quit calling him a good doctor? But Scott, he is a very good doctor. Yeah. He was doing the best for the German peoples. You you and Miss Tammy just don't seize that. That is the problem with you Americans. Yeah, us you Americans. Don't, you don't it. see the good that he was doing. I, you know what? You stay. Oh, fuck away from me because we're not talking. That's what the fuck we're doing. Sorry, folks. Fucking Dieter. Had Scott's a, having arguments with himself. Dieter had to get out of me and fucking give his two cents about it. Fine, I'm leaving. Yeah, leave, fucker. <laughs> God, that's my world. Damn it. So on January 17th, 1945, Mengele and several of the other doctors from Auschwitz were transferred to the Gross Rosen concentration camp. And then on February 18th, exactly one week before the Soviets showed up to liberate that camp, Mengele fled. Now, he headed west towards... Somewhere in Czechoslovakia, I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. And joined up with a retreating unit of the Wehrmacht officers. My mom went over and over again on how I had to pronounce that. Wehrmacht. 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 Anyways. And he swapped out his SS uniform for one of theirs so he could blend in. He ended up... um, It didn't take long for him and the other soldiers to travel further west in an effort to evade capture by the Soviets. However, in June of 1945, they were captured by American troops. Woohoo! Now, mind you, by that time, uh, the list of war criminals had already hit. You know, they were going through trying to trying to locate all these people who had committed war crimes. Okay, well, Mengele's name is on that list. You think? Uh huh. You fucking think? Yeah. However, um. He was held as a prisoner of war near, for nearly two months in two prisoner camps by the Americans. He was registered under his real name, yet the Americans failed to match him with the Joseph Mangale. You want to know why? Tell me why you think. We're a hold my beer kind of a nation. So they're sitting there going, Woo, look at that, man. We got him. We got him all. Them damn yeah, the Nazi sympathizing sons of bitches. Want a bear? Yeah, give me a Coors Light there, Billy. That's what it is. They were sitting around drinking beer. It can't be the same one. This can't be the same Joseph Mangala. <laughs> Bullshit. That ain't him at all. That's why. Okay, you want to know why now? 
Let yeah, me go tell ahead. you the real reason why he didn't get detected. Okay. Because his vanity wouldn't let him get the blood tattoo that all SS troops had to have. And so they didn't have his blood tattoo, so he said it wasn't him. Holy shit. So, yeah. So, so his he, vanity actually worked out good. In his see, favor, folks, yeah. See, folks, sometimes vanity is a good thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he uh, basically, uh, while they were distributing lists, uh, he opted out of having his gr- blood group tattooed on his chest or arm in 1938, and this guaranteed his freedom because they released him by the end of July. From there, he was able to um, procure false documents using the name Fritz Ulmunk, which he um, later altered the name to Fritz Holman. And he spent several months on the run. At one point, he went back to Soviet-occupied territory to recover the records that he had snuck out of Auschwitz. And he spent time working as a farmhand near Rosenheim. Now, um, on April 17th, 1949, convinced he would be sentenced to death should he be captured, he actually escapes Germany. Um, With the help of finances from his wealthy family and assistance from a network of former SS members, he traveled to Genoa. Once he arrived in Genoa, he managed to get his hands on a passport from the International Committee of the Red Cross using the alias Helmut Gregor, and then um, in July of 1949, he had the passport in his hand as he set sail for Argentina. He wanted his wife to flee with him, but she refused to do so. As a result, they were divorced sometime in 1954. (laughs) Okay. Now, he goes on to live very well off in Argentina for quite some time. Um, He... Stayed with a couple of Nazi sympathizers and everything. In 1951, he was a regional sales representative and made frequent trip regional sales manager. Okay, wait, I skipped over. Was he a car salesman? No, listen, I skipped over a sentence. Excuse me. A short time after that, he became a salesman for Carl Mengele and Sons, his family's farm equipment company. And by 1951, he was a regional sales representative and made frequent trips back and forth to Paraguay. In 1953, he moved to an apartment in Buenos Aires. While living there, he acquired funds from his family to obtain a part interest in a carpentry company. Carpentry company. And in 1954, he moved again when he found a house to rent Olivos. Now, um, there is some speculation that from some documents that were released from the Argentine government in 1992 that say that allude to the fact that Megale may have been performing abortions while practicing medicine without a license in Buenos Aires. Now, um, he did in 1956, he actually contacted the West German embassy and a man should get a copy of his birth certificate. After he did this, he received an Argentine foreign residence permit using his real name. And with the permit, he acquired a West German passport and traveled to Europe and he accomplished all this by using his real name, Joseph Mengele. Nothing happened. Um, there he went on a ski holiday, how it was put, in Switzerland, where he met up with his son, Rolf, who just kept calling him Uncle Fritz, and his, his widowed sister-in-law. Then he returned back to Argentina in 1956, managed to elude some people, I mean, kept eluding under his real name, caught wind that they were going to come after him, so he traveled to... Um, Brazil, and 
I mean, it's just a long convoluted story. It's hard to like sum it up, but he ended up transferring, moving to Brazil, left his wife in Argentina. She ended up going back to West Germany. And when the uh, Mossad and everything came to uh, arrest him in Argentina, he was actually staying right across the border in Brazil. Holy shit. Yeah, so he managed <laughs> to avoid them forever. Well, he's not stupid. No. Um, at one point, though, he um, he had a relationship with these two people that he was staying with and um, ended up, like, having a, you know, falling out with them of sorts and then was vacationing in uh, Sao Paulo when he went swimming in the ocean and died of a stroke. So he drowned. I'll be sure they, that he is yeah, dead. Well, that's the thing is they do pretty much guarantee that he is dead now because after some time and even as far as like in the 70s, people are saying we saw him. Um, they um, received notice from his family and they dug up his remains and it proved to be him. Did they do a genetic test? Yes. Okay, that's what I was getting at because he's not stupid. He knows how to, uh, you know, yeah. uh, know how to evade people. You can always get somebody who had similar characteristics. Yeah, no, they did do <laughs> genetic testing on the remains, and it was Dying him. I know, I know. Because of you. Why is it my fault you're an idiot? No, it's your fleas and your dander for being Whatever. a big-ass Sasquatch. Anywho. But no, so yeah, so he was actually, he actually got away with his crimes, which I think is what sickens me even more. But, um, you know, all those people were, had that horrible atrocities done to him. Um, now, Them, not him. Well, by him is what I meant by to him, say. By him, yeah. Anyways, leave me alone. It's still <laughs> early. Um, but I do have some final thoughts with this case. Considering this case revolves around a serial killer who used war to commit his crimes, I won't. I'm trying not to even ask whether they were nature or nurture, because um, I believe most of his were politically motivated. I think it's a combination of both, though. I don't think that you could do those kind of atrocities. Okay, we can be we could be nurtured into doing some fucked right. up things. Okay, <clears throat> but given his IQ, okay, because right. you know, hey, he was horrible, but he's not stupid. Yeah, given the political motivation. The fact of that he looked up to Dr. V, um, everything, uh, I'm going to go a combo. You still have to have that little bit of fucking deviant in you. You kind of do. To go that far. Yeah, in a superiority complex. So I'm going to go, I think he's got the nice little combo meal right there. Yeah. <laughs> you think he's a full meal deal? He's a full meal deal. I'm yeah. seriously. He, I think a lot of it is 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 nurture because of the information that he was getting. Right. But a lot of it's probably nature as well, because even with a lot of nurture, that is over and above and beyond right. what I would think that anybody would do just based on nature or nurture itself. Right. That's just my opinion on it. Well, right. And I put this in here. I said, if you take the government and the racial motivation out of the equation, there's another serious aspect. This case on a lesser level is about somebody taking the power of his position mm -hmm. to exploit it for its own purposes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why yeah. I get the nature. Yeah. It's, it, it, I think that he was just born black of heart. Yeah. And given 
his educational background, and everything like that. It gave him, and and being at time of war, it gave him a, a this great arena. Oh yeah, that he can act out all the darkness that's within him. Okay, so now I do have a couple of questions for you. I hopefully have answers. Okay, if you took the acts of war and the mindset of Hitler that encouraged Mengele's actions, do you think he would have been a serial killer, or do you think those were the variables that made him one? I think those are the variables that made him one. Okay. I think that, okay, so in my head, here's how it plays out. I think he still would have been a doctor. That, that, oh, that, yeah. That's a given, right? Most definitely. But maybe he's having a bad day and some of his patients don't quite survive, or he's not as Gentile. Um Gentle, yeah, gentle. I had something in my nose. I'm trying to fucking. Oh, I was gonna say gentile is a like a religion, buddy. But okay, I'm trying not to fucking blow snot everywhere because that's a good idea. Because I'm like right across from you. I don't care about you. I care about the fucking mics. Shit, fucking things aren't cheap. That's just fucking disgusting. Hey, you can wipe it off. The mics can't. I'm just saying. But um, I don't. I I think that it's a it's. I think that he wouldn't have been. A, I think he still would have tried to save his patients if he was just simply a doctor. Yeah, because he's also very patriotic, and these are yes. other Germans and things like that. So I think that he would have, because of his superiority complex. I think he would be. Hey, I got to be the best doctor that there is. Oh yeah, maybe the most gent, not not the most gentle, but the you know I. I lost my train of thought. That's that's all I have to say about it. God damn it! Is that how you? Now, why do you think so many people helped him get away? Because so many people had faith in the work that he was doing. I mean, think about it. They're, they're getting the same propaganda that, at, that all the Germans are getting. You know, that, hey, this is better. This is the best for our people. And it's probably better for the entire world because we can help out the entire world. That old saying, hey, you know, you got to crack a few eggs to make an omelet. That, that's the theory behind it. Okay. So then my next question is, and this, I think, I think I kind of know where you're going to answer, but um, if he was worried about getting caught and facing the death penalty, you know, because of the war crimes and trials and everything, why did he even go for that brief period of time using his real name? He didn't give a fuck. Nobody's looking for him anymore. Like, seriously. But he knew they still were. They, okay. Let's say you have somebody who robs a bank today. Okay. okay, and you've got a description of them. They're like six foot tall, and they look like a Sasquatch, and they wear glasses. And her name is Tammy, and she's got a fucking Frankenstein scar across her fucking forehead from taking a nosedive out of bed. You know, they're gonna look for you hard, 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 hard. But a couple of years go by. There's other shit going on. Everything's not about that person anymore now you've True. got you've got other things going on you've already got some people that you've captured that are on the list you know and they're being tried at the hague <clears throat> and getting the death penalty oh yeah and and, and and you're taking care of everything else and maybe Mengele, they're like hey we got a back burner this bitch you know and they back burner him so now he can move about because you know and it's the funny that about you say him. that because there is an instance where they had the op- the Mossad had the option of going after him or somebody else and they chose to go after the other person instead yeah, he no longer becomes that important. Yeah. So, no, I was just I was just curious as to, I mean, I thought maybe it was more of a like a ego thing, too. No, it, well, it, it, it's a balancing act, okay? So let's say you've got 10 names on the list, okay? And you get 9 of those people. So then you can legitimately say 90% of the people on this list 
Right. Were captured, tried, convicted, and executed. Right. It's a goddamn good number, isn't it? It is. It's a good success rate. 90%. You know, why? And and I can see him thinking this. Why spend all that money and that manpower to capture one person? Right. When we can take that same amount of money, that same amount of manpower, and capture... Three other people, right? That, that we're looking for that have nothing to do with the Nazis or anything like that, right? That, you know that, that that have to do with other crimes, other murders, other um, you know acts of treachery or whatever. That's right. that's just how I'm looking at it. Okay, no. I mean it's fucked up. I wish they would have got him and they that he was tried. And yeah, me too. Because egg. you know, but you know, good success rate's a good success rate, as shitty as it sounds. Yeah, I can see that. You know, the fucking the the, the world isn't all unicorn farts and ice cream. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to fucking chalk it up to, you know, hey, he got away. He had a fucking stroke and lived a full fucking life. Shit happens, but he's dead. Right. Okay. No, I understand what you're saying. And I, I know that we might even have listeners that did survive and or have family members that survived the Holocaust. And I'm, I'm sorry for your family. I really am. And I know that sounds callous and shit like that, what I just said about Mangalite. But you got to chalk it up. Seriously, is while I know that it would have been great for you and your family to... Um, to know that he was captured and, and properly tried and properly punished. Right. Um, that's a lot of manpower, man. Yes. You know, and, and I'm sorry that he, you know, lived a full life and he died of a stroke, but. Uh, we can't. Yeah. You, you, you can't win them all. I, I don't want to. I'm trying not to really. Well, I understand minimize it saying. by any means, but, you know, sometimes you just got to chalk it up. To shit happens. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and what gets me, though, is, and I think that a lot of the, and I kind of focused on this one this time because my next Monday one is going to be even more weirder. You told me about that. I wish you would tell me the whole fucking thing. Yeah, no, I can't. I told my mom about it, and she's just like, that's disgusting. But um, it kind of, like, one leads in, one feeds into the other one. Oh, goddamn. Yeah. But, um, no, because... You know, because even under the guise of uh, science and um, military, it's still criminal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we a lot of times that gets overlooked in society, too. I think what also gets overlooked a lot is uh, something that, uh, in all seriousness, that I try to live my life by personally, which is good ethics. Right. You know, whether and it doesn't matter what you're doing, whether it's music or science or your doctor or... You pick up garbage or whatever. Having good ethics. Right. You know, knowing what is acceptable. Right. And what is not. And what's proper and what is not. True. And um, I think that's what was lacking a lot, especially in that era right there with the Nazis and Mengele, is a lack of, uh, of good ethics. Hey, you want to experiment and you want to kind of fucking figure shit out? There's a process to do that. Right. <clears throat> even with twins, you know, and even having a control and a, uh, a, a control and an experimental twin. Right. You know, without butchering people. Right. Torturing and. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And um, I think that's the, I think that's the largest problem with all the stuff that did come out of uh, Nazi experiments is the lack of ethics. Right. You know, but given that. We do have amazing inventions today that save lives, and I'm not condoning what they did. No. However, with every good or with every bad, there is some good. 
usually. Right. Um, and uh, heart valve transplants and, and different medications that right. we have now, different procedures that we have now that save lives, actually came out of Nazi Germany. Right. And the experiments and the notes that were taken during that right. time. And to think that, I mean, and I think what gets me, though, is what bothers me about it, and without getting into the whole political ramifications of it, too, is that expecting your people to believe that there's one superior, like, <coughs> not just race so much, I don't want to say it like that, but it's like, has to be like, I mean, because it didn't matter if they were white. It wasn't just white. They had to be blonde hair, blue eyed. Right. You know what I mean? It was just specific things, which I always thought, which I was kind of trying to say to my mom the other day is like, which I didn't understand because Hitler himself I was, just gonna say was the same thing. a dark haired, brown eyed man. Yeah. That, it they had no sense. Jewish blood. Yeah. So, yeah. Completely the opposite of what he is. Well, that's because so, Hitler was a great public speaker. Very much he, so. He rallied people behind him. Yes. You know, yes. And if you think about it, it's actually genius. If you if you convince people that the perfect race is blonde haired and blue eyed, but you're brown haired and brown eyed, you know, you can use that to your advantage. Going, look at me, I'm not even perfect. I want everything perfect for Germany and blah, oh blah, yeah, blah. Huh. you know. And they go, oh wow, he must really want what's best for us because he's saying that he's not perfect. He's just got you know all this blah blah blah, and that that's what it is. Yeah, that's what. Um... I just couldn't, you know, that's one of the things that I just couldn't get over. It's like, you know, no, no matter how you look at it, no matter how many times you slice the bread, it just doesn't come out right. Yeah. It, 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 and it just now occurred to me because, you know, he's, he's half Jewish. Right. Brown hair, brown eyed. And he's yes. talking about these non-Jewish people that are the, the perfect toothbrush. ones with the toothbrush fucking goddamn mustache going on, you know, and highly aggressive. And yet. He's convincing people. Uh, you, you use that to your advantage. That's yeah. what you do. You go, look at me. I'm half of a Jew, and I'm not perfect at all, but I want what's best for all of you. And people are like, oh, my God, we have to rally behind him. He's got the way to the future. Yeah. It's, 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 it's genius. Yeah. In Absolutely. a roundabout way, yeah, it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, disgusting, but roundabout way, yeah. Okay. Think of it this way here, okay? I want you guys to rally behind me to... Uh, Take out the Mexicans next door. Okay? <laughs> You're giggling because you know how much I just hate. I hate my neighbors. Okay? <laughs> and let's say that they were... Well, she is. She's got some chunk on her. Um, you know, if, if I told you... I've never you, noticed that about her, but okay. If I told you, um, hey, you know, all fat people should be killed. And, and I can get you to rally behind you. Wow. You know, he's not perfect. He's fat himself, and she's got some chunk on her. He must really want what's best for all of us. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you're going to be inclined. Hey, obviously, he knows what he's talking about. And, you know, and I can probably back it up. I'm trying to be perfect myself. You know, I'm going to the gym or whatever. And, uh, yeah, showing your own imperfections is a great way to get people to fucking follow behind you. As opposed to coming out and saying, I know everything about everything, and yeah. I'm perfect. Yeah. Because people will be like, look at you like, no, motherfucker. You're not. This is true. You're kind of a dick. This is true. But, yeah. So, no, I was just like, that's one of the things I got stuck on the other day, like two days ago. <laughs> I was like, but, Mom, it makes no sense. <laughs> no, it makes perfect sense. And, and I wasn't even thinking about this before. It just all kind of... All the puzzle pieces fell into place for me. And that's how I kind of figured that out. It makes perfect sense. 
you point out your own imperfections. Okay. And people will rally behind you because obviously you want what's best for everybody. Your kitty cat's going psycho. She's yeah, the, just right no, she's over there in the hallway. I don't oh. know what the hell her problem is today. Well, because Ghost isn't here to oh, torment her. Open my door. That's what it is. I say she's upset that her tormentor isn't here. Yeah, we don't have uh, Ghosty Poo sitting there chasing her around and barking at her. I know. And trying to play with her. So everybody likes to play with a little pussy every once in a while. I knew you were going to go there. What? Kitty cat. Pussy I cat. know. That's exactly what you meant, right, Scott? Yes. Liar. Because, you know, y'all need Jesus and I don't. Because I, you know. Whatever. Re- re- read my Bible and. Whatever, dude. <laughs> okay. Any questions for me about Mengele? Because there's some stuff in here that I didn't quite cover. But. Nope. I got no fucking questions. Nine. 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 Okay. You're awful quiet over there. I'm tired. <laughs> you look tired. I know. We just started, and I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. This is Ben, Brutal Nation. Remember, check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. Click on that Amazon link that we provide you. It helps out the show. It doesn't cost you anything extra. You can send us an email at brutalnation at twistedbluellc.com. Yeah, there's a dot .com at the end of that. Holy shit. Oh, You'll be right. This is what happens when we take a whole week off. I know. We cannot do this again. Christ. Um, remember to check out our blogs. On, we're featured on Medium, Crime Beat, Vocal Media, and Hub Pages. Um, and I'm fabulous. I'm just letting everybody know that. Um, and everybody should rally behind me because of my imperfections and be able to take over the U.S. Um, okay. <laughs> this show's got to be right at 2021. Twisted the LLC, all rights reserved, and we will talk to you boys and girls later. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.